from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yes. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That's amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, hey, Mocha. Yeah. You ready? Uh-huh. Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, apparently, Taylor Swift and Maddie Healy, who's a singer for the 1975. I don't know. Okay. Take this story for what it is, okay? This lead singer for the 1975 are set to go public with their romance on stage this weekend. Oh. It has been reported. Their relationship was revealed earlier this week. This is uh, just recently after her uh, split with Joe Owen, who she was with for six years. Uh, Let me read you this. However, the smitten pair are said to be excited to, quote, go public with their love. With Maddie, Love already, allegedly set to join Taylor on stage as a special guest. Mm-hmm. According to The Sun, Maddie will perform two of Taylor's tracks following in her uh, footsteps when she sang two 1975 songs at her London gig in February. So how long do you think this was going on? Though? A couple months. I read on the weekend that uh, there was another rumor that she was dating like an F1 racer, oh. Fernando Alonso. Hey, uh, what's that, Maury? Oh, oh, sorry. How's I read that? that that was... False, but okay. my question is: is that if these two are together, mm-hmm. Maddie will no longer be able to make out with random fans during his shows, like oh, he's famous is, is for that, doing. Is that what he does? Like, I didn't like know that. with tongue? Really? Yeah. Really? People try and get tickets for the 1975 in hopes that they're the one. Yeah. Why don't we do that on this show? God, I've always wondered. Sounds like they put on a good show, making out with fans and stuff like that. Oh, you want to make go, out with I, fans? No, I, I want you to. Other. No, I want you to. I don't want to. Oh. I want you to. Oh, cause, yeah, because you said, why don't we? And I'm like, I yeah. don't want to be involved in this <laughs> we business. That's not it. Listen, no. I know you're not that married yet, Ross, but still. <laughs> please, please. Shem, Shem with the not it. Not it yet. A source told the publication, uh, Taylor and Maddie have been planning their coming out for weeks now and are oh. really excited to go public with their love. Uh, neither of them want any secrets or have anything to hide. This plan is for Maddie to just walk on stage mid-show and just play two songs and then kiss and then kiss this is my favorite part nobody is this inside of taylor's world okay not one single person this is totally crap quote (laughs) quote they will chat to the audience and present the idea they'll chat to the audience and at present the idea is for them to confirm their romance with some kind of pda public display of affection it won't be anything remotely cheesy though Nobody right is there. that inside of Taylor Swift's world. Uh-huh. Also, that's not cheesy as hell. But it fits with what he does on stage. Yeah, I guess. But it's her show, not like his Like they're going to stand there together and then all of a sudden they're going to hold hands and everyone's going to cheer? You remember the last time that happened, how awkward it was when it was Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie Presley? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the last time? <laughs> right? The last time like somebody came out on a stage with their romance and publicly kissed? I think it might have been. Who else has done that since? Not Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello? Yes. Oh, they were together? Did they? Yes. I don't know if they did it. They, no, they did it in a TikTok video. No, that's not. That's, that's no. We're not talking the same about public thing. man. Oh no, and they 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 did do it on stage at an award show. But we knew they were together though. 
Oh, to like right? make an announcement. Yeah. Right. Like and then we, what, do a Q&A? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I don't know what you'd do with that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, yes, finally. Finally. I know. It is in theaters this weekend. It's going to do gangbusters, man. Oh, yeah. I love these. Is this going to be good. This is going to be the movie that takes out... Um, Mario Brothers, right? Because Mario has just been crushing yeah, but it for weeks. It's in a row. Chris Pratt taking out Chris Pratt. Oh, right, right. Replace, bro. Like smart. Yeah, like how good is your career? Yeah, right. When hell of a year when you got a, a number one movie at the box office for like six weeks or something like that. Oh, the, which the, also oh, globally made a billion dollars. Yeah, and the only way that it's going to dethrone is is everybody. Every you you destroyed everyone, so the only person to dethrone it is you. <laughs> God, what a life. Well, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so Dammit Moore had a chance to talk to uh, Sean Gunn, who plays uh, Craglin. He is also the brother of James Gunn, the director. Uh, Sean Gunn also, by the way, uh, Kurt Gleason from Gilmore Girls. So oh. if, you, if you don't know a lot of Guardians, yeah. but you're more on the sort of Gilmore Girls side of things, he was Kirk in Gilmore Girls. Okay. When you get on set, is it still super exciting for you to walk on the Guardian set? Yeah. I mean, it is. It's a little of both, you know, it is, it's familiar and it feels like home yeah. in a sense, yeah. but I'm also really yeah. jazzed to yeah. be there. And particularly for this movie, like, <laughs> let's do this, you know, going back and seeing everybody again and being like, let's bring our A games and like do this thing. You know, there are parts of it that are a little darker than the previous films, but you know, these characters are people who have come together because they haven't had families. And when you don't have a family, there's going to be trauma in your past. And if you dig into trauma in your past, it's not always going to be pleasant. And we get to see that with Rocket here. And I'm so proud of it. Bro, I feel like this Guardians movie is yeah. going to be the saddest Marvel movie they've ever put out. Yeah, Especially with that angle of yeah. Rocket. Yeah. Yes, I know. I love the Rocket character, man. So good. Yeah. Bradley Cooper's amazing in that. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, and quickly before we go, uh, Drew Barrymore has pulled out of hosting the MTV Movie and TV Awards this weekend. Oh, why? Um, because uh, with solidarity for the writer's strike. So the show is going to go on, but without oh. a host. However, Drew has agreed to host the show next year. She says, until a solution is reached, I am choosing to wait, but I'll be watching from home and hope you will join me. I thank MTV, who's truly been some of the best partners I've ever worked with. Uh, she will still be part of the show all mm -hmm. because she's already shot like a bunch of sort of like little skits and stuff like that sure. uh, for the show, but she just will not be hosting. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Ed Sheeran won his copyright infringement case against the uh, family of one of the songwriters from Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. Um, and, uh, and a day before his new album, Subtract Draws, I huh? know, crazy, crazy. Um, so uh, clip number three, Mocha, this is a juror. And if you remember, like, tell me that this didn't help his cause at all. Okay. Do you remember uh, earlier uh, last week when Ed Sheeran, like, took a guitar and started playing like, oh. in, the, in the witness box? Yeah. And basically gave, like, a free mini concert to, the, to the courtroom. So here is uh, one of the, the jurors uh, commenting on that. I guess the most important thing in our decision was that um, we had very we were given the things we were supposed to consider and we had the evidence that was given to us and only that to work with. And we had to answer the questions that we were given, which ultimately led to the judge's judgment or that we were given. So, I mean, key factors were obviously the song, 
um, as we're allowed to hear it, and then the deposit copy, which was in question, and trying to use their testimonies and the expert witnesses' expertise in the subject to try and best understand um, the similarities or lack thereof or differences in the two works and try and make our just best and most fair judgment with what we were given. Yeah, but what about uh, the free concert, though? Yeah, exactly. What about the free concerts? It's obviously cool to have anyone uh-huh. play music in front uh-huh. of you live. Um, so that was, like, you know, an interesting surprise decision in case because you're comparing music to a sheet. But it was very cool hearing him here in hearing him singing court, I guess. She's, like, she's, took like, you a while still, to get to that she's part. She's still spitting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on. Oh. Uh, uh, number four, uh, please, Mocha. This is uh, uh, Ed Sheeran addressing the media outside of courts. Uh, right. Uh, good morning, afternoon, everyone. Thanks so much for uh, being out here. I'm obviously very happy with the outcome of the case, and it looks like I'm not having to retire from my day job after all. But at the same time, I'm unbelievably frustrated that baseless claims like this are allowed to go to court at all. We've spent the last eight years talking about two songs with dramatically different lyrics, melodies and four chords which are also different and used by songwriters every day all over the world. These chords are common building blocks which were used to create music long before Let's Get It On was written and will be used to make music long after we are all gone. They are in a songwriter's alphabet, our toolkit, and should be there for all of us to use. No one owns them, or the the way they are played, in the same way that nobody owns the colour blue. Unfortunately, unfounded claims like this are being fueled by individuals who are offered as music experts in musical analysis. In this instant, the other side's musicologists left out words and notes, presented simple and different pitches as melody, and by doing so, created what I think we proved for all to see were misleading comparisons and disinformation to find supposed similarities where none exist. And I think we proved for all to see that they tried to manipulate my my and Amy's song to try and convince the jury that they had a genuine claim. Ooh. And uh, I guess Ed missed a funeral as well because he was dealing with all of this nonsense. It's devastating to be accused of stealing someone else's song when we've put so much work into our livelihoods. I'm just a guy with a guitar who loves writing music for people to enjoy. I am not and will never allow myself to be a piggy bank for anyone to shake. Having to be in New York for this trial has meant that I've missed being with my family at my grandmother's funeral in Ireland, and I will never get that time back. These trials take a significant toll on everyone involved, including Catherine. I want to thank the jury for making the decision that will help protect the creative process of songwriters here in the United States and all around the world. And finally, I would like to thank Amy. Neither of us ever expected that nine years ago, from our wonderful writing session, that we will be here having to defend our integrity. Integrity, Amy, I feel so lucky to have you in my life. Thank you. We need songwriters and the wider community to come together and bring back common sense. These claims need to be stopped so the creative process can carry on and we can all go back to making music. And at the same time, we absolutely need trusted individual, individuals, real experts, who help support the process of protecting copyright. Thank you. Wow. And I think that there's, hold on here. I think that there's another one coming against Ed Sheeran. Too. Oh, no. I, th- I think that I think that that's Can't what I think. Can't break, huh? When this thing first started, I I, 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 I think that it might have been, had he lost this one, there it might have opened it up to to more because they, I think that they made it might have been around the, the, the same song. But, God, this is now twice within 
Yeah, but if the, what about the similarity clause? Like if this one, if he won this one, it throws the other one in automatically well, out. No, it, it, listen, different jury, different everything else, right? Also, there's like, nothing called the similarity clause. No, I didn't. Yeah, I'm not going to touch that, Maury. That's um, she said. <laughs> That's what Matthew said. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I want to sit on that jury. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. I feel like that guy in, in uh, Superman. Guilty, guilty, guilty. guilty. <laughs> yeah, when they sentenced Zod to the Phantom Zone. God, Maury, I wish you went to trial for something, man. I, I did. Would, I would know, but I, I mean like something criminal. I would show up every day, every yeah. single day, and just sit front row, and I would like lean forward and like put my chin on like the, <laughs> on, like, the, the, the wooden rail yeah. just to watch you sweat. Would you just like look at the judge and melt oh. the word guilty? Oh, yes. You can't do that's leading the witness. No, no, what no, I no, no, judge, no, no, what I would do is I would be leaning, I would sit right in front of Maury, right? If Maury was on trial for something, uh -huh. even if I knew he didn't do it. Um, <laughs> just, yeah. So I would lean, I would sit front row and I would lean forward, right? Mm -hmm. And I'd put like, I'd rest my, my chin on my hands on that wooden rail. And uh -huh. every time Maury said something, I'd just look over at the jury and roll my eyes. Like, <laughs> oh. you know what I mean? This like, guy. Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe that? Oh, please. <laughs> I would love it if you went to trial, man. Oh, no. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, the coronation happens on Saturday. I don't know if you saw any of that. Did you wake up early and uh, watch the... I didn't wake up at like 4 o'clock. No. I didn't wake up early at all to no. watch any of it. But I saw at the exact moment that I tuned in. Yeah. It was the part where King Charles, looked like he was falling asleep, yeah. sitting on the throne. Not, yeah. And right. he was holding the, um, the two um, the gold uh, staffs, I guess. Yeah. Right? Scepters. And the other old guy... I mean, the room was full of old people. It was all old people. But there was an old guy in a robe, and he had the crown, and he went to, like, put it right on the, the king's head. Yeah, yeah Like, that's yeah. a moment I saw. Damn. And then I was looking in the crowd, and I was like, oh, there's William. Oh, there's Harry, like, sitting way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the gifts are fantastic. People putting spinning plates on those two sticks he was holding. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? All over the internet. I saw people, like, those two sticks he was holding. Yeah. People somehow put spinning plates. Who did? The internet. What do you mean? Like people put them on there. Oh, you mean Photoshop? Yeah. So we're talking about the real event, man. I know, and I'm just telling did you, you what say, the internet did. Did you say gifts? Gifts. Oh, yeah, I, I heard thought, gifts. I thought you said the As gifts well. were amazing. People were putting spinning plates on the <laughs> yeah. things, and I was like, who the hell brought that? <laughs> no gifts. Is there a table? You don't hand the gift to the king. Yeah, here you go. Uh, anyway, so here's a little bit of the coronation. So sanctify thy servant Charles, oh. that he may be crowned with thy gracious favor and filled with abundant grace and all princely virtues, through him who liveth and reigneth supreme over yes. all things, yes. one God, world without end. Amen. Amen. God save the King! It's so Game of Thrones, huh? It's kind of cool. Uh, and uh, in Canada, they have announced that our uh, $20 bill and all our coins will have King Charles on them. I know this isn't the... Uh... So they're going to be... Oh, I know what this is. This is the end of Star Wars when they got, everybody got an, a, a, a medal except for Chewie. I know. 
Oh, right? Poor Chewy. Yeah. <laughs> that ha- guy did the most work. Harry was the Chewy. You know what I mean? <laughs> At that thing? He Third really row. Was. Yeah. Third row, Harry. <laughs> I know to say, this is the only song that I could think of. <laughs> yeah. When I was watching that whole strip yeah. thing. <laughs> um, you should put the Emperor's March on. That's more appropriate, I think. Oh. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, there was one part of the coronation when they said something about um, if you choose to at home, you could say silently whatever. If you choose to. It was like to declare your, what was it? Not dedication, but uh, yo, you pledge your allegiance. Pledge. I was like, I ain't pledging pledging nothing. Not this guy. Kneel and pledge. (laughs) Kneel. Did you watch any of it? You didn't watch any of it. No. <laughs> um, but uh, he's going to be on, on the money, the Canadian coins. Um, they they're released gonna, a stamp, too. They're going to try and uh, roll out the coins uh, whenever they can, I guess. They said that the $20 bill, though, is going to take uh, years before uh, they'll have a design and be able to roll them out. So, yeah, more the the stamp is all you get. The stamp looks boring. Right now. <sighs> As a stamp collector, I'm saying. But how? what would it make it exciting? Like a little bit of color? It was like just black and white. Like the, somebody just went to Kinko's and quickly pho- like photocopied a bunch of stamps. Neil. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Shamar Moore uh, on that show SWAT, they canceled it. And, uh, and he's uh, not happy about it at all. Because I'm a little bit sad. I'm a lot of bit sad. I'm a lot of bit sad. We got canceled. SWAT. SWAT got canceled. It makes no sense. Look up the articles. Read the articles. We're the best show on Friday nights at 8 Mm o'clock for CBS. The last two years we've been killing it. Us and the fire show. We did everything that was asked for. And let me tell the truth. We're diverse. Did you know that I am the only African-American male lead on network television, not streaming, not cable, network television. I am the only African-American male lead. NCIS LA, LL Cool J, Chris O'Donnell, respect. LL wasn't number one. Oh, Ooh. damn. Chris damn. O'Donnell was. But LL is a beast. Don't get it twisted. Don't mix my words. Well, if well, I post sort of this, and it. I think I might, I will get in a lot of trouble with CBS uh-huh. because I'm calling them out. Because they've been wonderful to me for 26 out of my 29-year career. But But to abruptly get told that you're canceled when you led us to believe last week and the week before and the week before that, that we would have some semblance of a season seven to at least say goodbye, if not continue, and to abruptly be told you're done. It's all about money, y'all. It's all about money. Come on now. How are you going to go in on LL like that? I know. Also, Friday nights is where networks put, like, that's no man's Is Ice-T not a lead on Law & Order SVU? He's not the mm-hmm. lead. Mariska's a lead on that show. Um, but uh, but Friday nights, come on, networks, network television on Friday nights, that is where, like, if your show winds up Friday night, you're like, oh, damn it. Yeah. I'm like, no. No but, disrespect to Shamar Moore, and no but disres- I've never seen, like, an episode no. of SWAT. Like, I see the ads no. for it. Yeah. Oh, was, you don't you don't watch. He was bigger on Criminal Minds. He had a bigger fan base on Criminal Minds. Mm. Yeah, but Jam, uh, you don't watch that show. No, if, if I'm not mistaken, LL Cool J was also in the SWAT movie, wasn't he? Oh yeah, that's right. He was right. Uh huh. Wow, man, take a is there a SWAT movie? Yeah. There oh, was. not yeah. not based on this though. It's just a movie called SWAT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. LL, damn. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast.
Uh, Britney Spears' upcoming memoir is reportedly being delayed over concerns about some of the A-list stars she mentions in it. Her publisher, publisher Simon & Schuster, has put the book on hold after receiving letters from two Hollywood stars. Uh, Brit was supposed to release the book back in February, but uh, it's now expected to arrive no time sooner than late this year. Uh, Simon & Schuster is reportedly in talks with its legal team over how to proceed with the book's production. (laughs) An insider says uh, Brittany is brutally honest in the book, and there's a lot of nervous A-listers, claims the source. Uh, Strongly worded letters have been sent to the publisher by people who know Brittany and who now fear what has been written. Mm. It's unclear if the people who wrote the letters have confirmed that they are, in fact, mentioned in the book or if they're just being proactive. (laughs) Has there been any speculation as to no, who these A-listers are? Zero, zero. So do we know if they're A-listers now or zero. were they A-listers back zero. then? No, nothing. Um, and uh, Justin Timberlake, you think? Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if they would have worded it that way. I don't know. I, maybe, maybe. I mean, you have to think that Justin Timberlake's going to be all Aguilera? over that book. I don't know. I'm also thinking maybe it's like people she had affairs with mm. that may, you know what I mean? Like it might be even relationships that we didn't even know about. Could be athletes. Or, or yeah, athletes or, or the yeah. way that people have treated her, right? Like maybe somebody who had asked for, she went out, reached out to help and they, they refused. I don't mm. know. It could be that. But uh, Ryan Murphy is also interested in doing a tell all show with oh. Britney's approval. So uh, there's that to look forward to. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Richard Dreyfus was trending all weekend. Richard Dreyfus, for anybody who doesn't know, he was the star of he was one. He was in Jaws in 1975, and um, I don't know. He was what about Bob with um, Mr. Holland's Opus? He was in that movie. You would know him to see him, old timey actor. You don't hear a lot from Richard Dreyfus these days. I know this. I had to Google image search. And Richard Dreyfus has a great rep. Like his 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 legacy on film is incredible. Like Richard Dreyfus is wildly regarded as like one of the best, right? Mm-hmm. Although people say he's an a-hole. But but on film, and then you just sort of go away, right? You just let your body of work be your body of work. So Richard Dreyfus is sitting down doing an interview, mm-hmm. a new interview for some weird reason. And the host asks Richard Dreyfus his opinions on the new diversity and inclusion standards for films to be nominated for Best Picture for the Academy Awards. So according to the Academy, um, underrepresented groups, including women, people of color, people who identify as LBGTQ+, or people with disabilities, uh, have to make up a certain percentage of behind-the-scenes and on-screen in films. Oh, God. So Richard Um, Drivers has a problem with this? So so here is uh, part one of the interview. Starting in 2024, films will be required to meet new inclusion standards um, to be eligible for the Academy Awards for Best Picture. They'll have to have a certain percentage of actors or crew from underrepresented racial and ethnic groups. What do you think of these new inclusion standards for films? They make me vomit. Oh, my God! Why? Because this is an art form. It's also a form of commerce and it makes money but it's an art and no one should be telling me as an artist that I have to give in to the latest most current idea 
of what morality is. And what are we risking? Are we really risking hurting people's feelings? Oh my God, Richard Dreyfus! You can't legislate that. And you have to let life be life. And I'm sorry, I don't think that there's a minority or a majority in the country that has to be catered to like that. Oh my okay. God, Richard okay. Dreyfus! Okay, so so hold on here. So let's just give the man the benefit of the doubt for one second, okay? Let me let me just let me play it this way, okay? Before we get to the rest of the interview, let's just say we're giving Richard Dreyfus the benefit of the doubt, okay? Because let because mandates like this, although they are great, they're specific, and if something is that specific, maybe you need to take another look at it because you couldn't per se put the same guidelines on the grammys Mm -hmm. where you say your band has to this or your album has to this right it is not a catch-all for show business it's just something they're doing in one area and if it can't be attributed to all the different areas maybe there's an issue with it so that's the benefit of the doubt now erase everything i just said because richard dreyfus is about to go crazy you know Laurence olivier was the last white actor to play othello And he did it in 1965, and he did it in blackface. And he played a black man brilliantly. Am I being told that I will never have a chance to play a black man? Oh, my God, yeah. Is someone else being told that if they're not Jewish, they shouldn't play The Merchant of Venice? Are we crazy? Do we not know that art is art? Bruh. You think if I go for the lead of Fiddler on the Roof, I'm getting that? <laughs> Why does Richard Dreyfus want to play a black man? Right? Don't we all? Right? But you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, Richard Dreyfus, you nuts, dog. Are you telling me? Yes, sir, we are. That- <laughs> yes! Yes! Uh-huh. We're all telling you. Yeah, everybody. Cut. Every single person is telling you. That you can't play a black man. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. A Hilton Hotel guest in Nashville says that he woke up to the night manager sucking his toes. What? Sorry, say it again. A Hilton Hotel guest in Nashville says that he woke up to the night manager sucking his toes. David Neal, 52, the manager of the Hilton Nashville downtown, has now been arrested and charged with aggravated burglary and assault. Uh, The Nashville police say the manager made a key card to gain access to the hotel room and entered around 5 a.m. The guest, Peter Brennan, told police that he woke up to find Neal at the end of the bed Sucking his toes. It's like right out of White Lotus. The manager admitted to police that he entered the guest's room, but claimed it was because he smelled smoke and wanted to make sure the guest was okay. By sucking a man's toes? How do you go from the smoke smell to the toes? Obviously, Maury, his feet were on fire and he tried to put it out with his mouth. Right, of course, yes. (laughs) A hero. A hero, then. (laughs) (sighs) That's so gross. Could you imagine? No, I can't. I wouldn't sleep ever. No. I would check out of that hotel ASAP. I wouldn't even be able to sleep at home. At home? No. If your feet were out of the blanket at home, 
Would you ever sleep with a foot out of the blanket again? Never. No. That's why my feet are nice and tucked in. No. Which toe? You're into the sham? I think it was all of them. Oh, shoot. Hold on. Hold on here. What's that sham? Wait, 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 wait. Don't tell me you're into this sham. No, but like with a stranger, like the night manager at the well, hotel. What if he was good looking? The uh, Hilton Corporation said uh, Hilton Nashville downtown is independently owned and operated by a third party and no Hilton entity employs staff at this property. <laughs> you're not into this, are you, Sham? No, I'm not really into getting my toes sucked. But yeah. you know what? If you're having a good dream, that might have been like kind of nice. Right, depending on who you are. But, but then you wake up <laughs> and your foot is in a man's mouth. So we shook all my all my collar and Tupperware and everything. Who works over there? Here. And also, he said that the guy oh. came to the room earlier in the day to like fix his cable or something like that. Yeah, right. And so and so he saw him and recognized him when he when he woke up. Well, Wanted to inspect the toes. Right. So the guy was in there doing recon, like maybe like checking out the guy's feet and stuff like that. And then he, what would and you then do? He, and then he made a key. I would probably get very violent. Yeah, I'd be throwing hands. Yeah, right away. Yeah. Before would, calling security, yeah. just or just not feet though. You probably slip because your feet are all wet. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly so couldn't chase him into the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come catch me. Oh, that's so gross. Oh, <laughs> I'd be so gross. You know what? Maybe I wouldn't be able to get violent. I'd be so. I'd be in so much shock. And I would just, and he would shoot up standing there and I would just look at my wet foot. Yeah. Right. Like I would just, it would probably take me so long to figure out what just happened. Okay. Right? What's worse, right? Let's say this guy's sucking on your toes, right? Yes. Or if you woke yes. up to him licking your feet from like the bottom of your feet from sucking like on the toes. heel sucking all the way the up to toe. Sucking on the toes. I think it's, uh, what would be, okay. What would be worse? You wake up and the night manager is at the end of the bed yeah. and he has one of your toes in his mouth, uh-huh. like an inconvenient one too, like the third one. Or if you wake up and the night manager is just like, you make eye contact with him and all of your toes are in his mouth. Whoa. And he's just sort of going at the bottoms of them with his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second one. <laughs> the second one's yeah, worse? All yeah. Toes. Both warrant and ass kicking, right? Yes. You wouldn't, though. Do you, you check out right away or do you go uh, back to sleep? I think that you have to do, he had to do like a whole thing with like yeah. the, the cops and I everything, right? I've never seen right? that again. Like the cops had the, like it was a whole, it was a whole thing. They arrested the guy. But the weird thing was, the story says, they didn't arrest the night manager on the scene. They arrested him later on that evening at home. That's why I think the guy went back to bed. <laughs> no. What if he, but what if he has like an early flight? No, he said that he said, the guy said that he has like PTSD right now. Like he can't sleep at all. Like yeah. it's just, it's really, really messed him up. I can't even imagine that. Yeah, but all toes, definitely. Uh-huh. That's the what? worst one. Did he call the cops first or the tow truck? <laughs> uh, 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 hanging on to that joke all day. All day. You happy? Very, yeah. very worked out well. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, King Charles coronation on the weekend. Uh, Katy Perry singing and um, like uh, what she do like firework and she did uh, roar and all that stuff. Get it? Uh, 
I was reading a review in Variety of the, they reviewed it just as like a, a television special. And they said, uh, ahead of the Coronation concert uh, aired on BBC on Sunday as the climax of the weekend's royal celebrations, all the talk was on who wasn't performing. Multiple A-listers, including Ed Sheeran, Adele, and Harry Styles, were reported to have declined official invitations and their uh, wariness around hitching their brands to what often feels like Britain's longest-running soap opera, currently scattering followers after a succession of unsavorily plot lines, now seems understandable. So uh, according to Variety, um, they were all asked, uh, Harry Styles, Ed Sheeran, and Adele, and declined. Now, over the weekend, Ed Sheeran brought this up because he's saying, hold on a second, man. So I I, want to clear something up, actually, because there was loads of stuff in the press that I turned down the coronation. And no one ever asked me. <gasps> ever. No oh, one wow. ever asked. I assume if they went online and went, what's that doing on uh, May 6th? They would have been like, oh, he's playing in Dallas. So I think that's what happened. But all the press, there's like, obviously, press had the negative story of loads of people turning down the right, coronation. Right. But I never, ever turned it down. Hmm. Well, you would have turned it down, though. You had that show. He says he wasn't even asked. But it doesn't matter. Like, if you were asked, I understand, like, yeah, the story is Ed Sheeran turned it down. But if you yes. were asked, you still weren't in a show. Well, I mean, people postpone shows all the time for big things. It happens all the time. Katy Perry left American Idol. Yeah, yeah. Like, it happens all the time, right? He just he, he was upset now that he wasn't in Yeah, exactly. He wouldn't have done that show at all. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, Usher and Chris Brown got in a fist fight over the weekend. Over what? I don't know. It was apparently Chris Brown's birthday and over they, his birthday, I, I guess they were at a birthday they, beats. They were at a roller rink, and they were all there to do that Lovers and Friends music festival in mm-hmm. Vegas. Yeah. And I guess Chris Brown got pissy because Tiana Taylor was ignoring him when he was trying to make eyes on uh, with her or something. I guess, and then he went outside because he was pissy, and then. Uh, Usher went outside and got on the bus to talk him down, and then apparently Usher came out of the bus with a bloody nose. Oh, no. Yeah, but they still played. Like, Usher still did the festival with Chris Brown. I, wow. I don't know, man. I don't know. But uh, but Usher, Usher and Chris Brown getting into a fist fight. Damn. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, it seems the Swifties are turning on the Swifties. Hmm? God, there's big news out of every single show Taylor Swift does on this concert. So, so listen to this. So Taylor was performing uh, the song Marjorie, right? Yeah. Marjorie is a song uh, about her mom's mom, so about her grandmother okay. who passed away when Taylor was 13. During that song, while she was performing it on stage, fans held up printed out pictures of her dead grandmother Whoa. that I guess they found online. Okay. Okay. And she said during the show that she thought it was, like, meaningful and special. But other fans are like, yo, that is the most disrespectful thing. So one fan says, um, given that this Marjorie is now deceased, a deceased family member Taylor Swift, this is actually one of the most abhorrent things I've ever seen a fan do. Uh, I don't even care if she appreciated it. How the F does that go through your mind? Another fan wrote, if someone held up a photo of my dead nan while I was trying to perform, I would have a mental breakdown and throw my microphone in someone's face another fan said every time there's a line hardcore swifties cross it this is not even remotely okay and it's honestly kind of scary poor taylor it's one thing to be a fan but it's entirely different to pretend you're close to her personal friends she deserves privacy and respect um 
It was hashtag Project Marjorie, which was started by one fan on TikTok named Jessica Morris. And this is what she wrote. I couldn't be more proud of making this crazy idea into a reality. Lugging 300 copies of that picture around a crowded stadium wasn't ideal. But for her, I'd do it a million little times, she said. So she showed up to this concert with 300 printed out pictures of Taylor's dead grandmother and told people to hold it up while Taylor was singing Marjorie. At what point do you think that's an okay idea? I have no idea. That's so wrong. I have no idea. And I guess I guess Taylor, like when she saw it, she put her hand on her heart. So everybody's like, oh, she loved it. Yeah. But like, what At is she going to do? What, what are you going to say? Like, how dare you? Yeah. And like, now this is actually upsetting. Exactly. And now yeah. now fans are worried that. Um, Taylor uh, may pull Marjorie from the set list. Yeah. What are they going to do with all those printed pictures? Because Project Marjorie is like, like continuing on on social, right? So other so other cities are going to think it's okay are, and exactly. show up at their own. Exactly. Marjorie photos. And if Taylor's not cool with it, she'll never say anything. Maybe she would, but the the logical thing would be to just pull the song from yeah. the set list, right? Yeah. Fans. Man. And then it'll get the fans will go get up in arms at that oh, point too, right? God, so they're like, look what you started. I know. Look what I you know. made me do. Uh, <laughs> did you see what he did there? Hey yo. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. According to CBS, SWAT is now uncancelled. What? Okay. So on Friday, SWAT, uh, CBS canceled SWAT and Shamar Moore called it an effing mistake and then went on to talk about he it was the only show that was a, that had a black lead, a black male lead. And uh, and a lot of fans made noise about it. Now, whether this was due to fan you know reaction or they sort of looked deeper into their finance, finances and contracts and everything else, but within a couple of days, CBS said, we have listened to our viewers and their outpouring of passion for SWAT, and we have reached an agreement to renew it for final, uh, for, for final season of 13 episodes to air during the 2023-2024 broadcast year. Uh, in addition to its renewal, here's the twist, uh, Shamar Moore will also now serve as executive producer. Oh, oh. what's this yeah. whole thing? Fake? Get that bag, son. Right? <laughs> Secure the right? bag. So Shamar Moore. So here is Shamar Moore, baby doll. Yo, homies, fans, baby girl. Oh, baby girl. <laughs> it's your boy Shamar Moore, Hondo, Tan, David Lim. Let me tell you something. Thank you, thank you. We busted our ass for six years making this show SWAT. We busted our ass. They canceled us on Friday. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Where is it? Like, turn I, I the TV living, down, man. He's in his leaving, living room. I don't yeah. know. Okay. Like, turn the TV Thank down, you. man. Like, Thank when you're making you. a video that if, you know is going to go viral. If you're not talking about the game, yeah. mute the game. Yeah, turn it down just for a second, yeah. bro. Yeah, wearing sunglasses. Today, Monday, three days later. You know why? Because of y'all, to the fans, because you showed us love. You made noise, and we so respect it, and we so appreciate it. All we want to do is do it right. If we're going to go out, we're going to go out the right way, and we're going to go out for you. Because you showed us love, because without you, there's no us. So from Hondo and Tan, go ahead, talk to the people. Say something. SWAT season seven, we were canceled till we work. It ain't over till it's over. We're going to give this show a proper send-off. SWAT season seven, see you this fall. You trust me, we going out like f***ing champs. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, until... uh until everybody realizes that CBS renewed it because they know there's a writer strike happening and that show ain't never getting made. Oh, <laughs> let's go. <laughs>
<laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Little Mermaid red carpet last night and uh, early reaction. Uh, the live-action remake hits theaters May 26th. Halle Bailey is the star. She's playing Ariel. Looking is it Ariel? 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 Is it Ariel? Ariel? Ariel. Okay. I've never seen the whole movie. Why not? I don't know. Never have. You fell asleep? No, just never have. Never seen Lion King either. <gasps> uh, so here is... Uh, Halle Bailey on the red carpet. It's so amazing to be able to play this iconic role. I feel honored to be here today. I'm so grateful that everybody's going to be able to watch it all together. And I just cannot wait, honestly. Oh, I really just truly love how fearless Ariel is, how strong she is. Yeah. <laughs> Aw, I'm looking forward to this one. And uh, Melissa McCarthy uh, playing Ursula. Oh, right. Uh, such an iconic character. I heard that you kind of took inspiration from drag queens, right? For sure. I think all of my roles. I take inspiration from drag queens. for. I've been stealing from drag queens for years. Um, you know, it's just, a, there's something about Ursula. It's that irreverent humor. It's that bite. It's that also, it's her vulnerability. It's her hurt. It's how you cover. Like, what? Are, what is your armor? You know, and I think Ursula, it's her makeup, it's her, her stance, her posture, her acerbic wit. And I, I think that's what drag does does so well. And I think we've been doing it since the beginning of time. So I certainly don't want to stop now. So some of the early reaction, uh, people are saying that uh, Halle Bailey was made for this role and the big screen. Uh, other people are saying that the underwater stuff is disjointed. Another reaction, sa- another reaction says that this is Disney's best hands down oh. live action remake. Another reaction is that this movie is completely unnecessary. So oh, sort of wow. all over the place, but none, none of those things really say that it's not good. You know mm. what I mean? Like it's underwater live action. Like it's going to be awkward. It's awkward in Aquaman. Like it never looks sort of perfect. And just because something is unnecessary doesn't mean that it's not it has enjoyable. Right? One of the, for live action, it has the best director for a live action show, Who's which is director? Rob Marshall who did right. Chicago. So you right. got a good director for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I listen, I, I think that uh, I like that uh, Halle Bailey girl. Everything that I've seen in this, she looks incredible. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Some 41 broke up, Mocha. I know oh, that you're busted up no. about this today. I shouldn't say they broke up. I should say that they are breaking up. So they have a new album coming out, which nobody knows when it's coming out, called Heaven and Hell. And apparently they're going to be doing a headlining world tour, but no announcement for that. Um, They are going to be doing shows in August and September uh, with Offspring and Simple Plan. So I guess they're going to eventually go and do their, their own thing, whatever. I've spent so much time with the guys from... Some 41 over the years just through et canada right yeah. like my favorite memory of some 41 was one there was a time where they like we got along and it was like it's fine but they, they would just do rock star stuff all the time where like just diss you? you yeah just like they oh. would just be difficult in interviews and mm. like not wanting to be there's rock star stuff which is fine i can always deal with rock star stuff Did they ever but, want to fight you <clears throat> no 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 like we <laughs> no no we got along i think Derek wibley's mom got mad at me one time because i was on a show and i forgot his name and I, I referred to him as the little guy from some 41 oh no and i think mrs wibley um got mad at me um but uh but 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 the the worst was like honestly that like 
one of the worst moments that that I had was it was mortifying. So Derek and Avril Lavigne were getting married, mm-hmm. right, in um, Santa Barbara, just like in the countryside where like Oprah lives and stuff like that. And I had to go down there to cover the wedding. Oh, and no. they knew we were there, right? And uh-huh. we, we weren't because we had already negotiated to use the pictures from inside of the wedding. Like we had already made a deal with the couple that we were going to be like it was all brokered, right? Yeah. But they needed me down there to just sort of do the, hey, I'm outside of this big giant mansion in Santa Barbara where Derek and Avril are getting married. I'm just there to do that. I'm not trying to break into their wedding or yeah. crash anything. Yeah, you're not the, a paparazzi. No, I'm not a paparazzi. Yeah. The deal was already done, right? Uh-huh. And uh, all the dudes from Sum 41, uh, Avril goes in in like a car. She's been there for a while. And um, we see the groom and the rest of the band coming up in a big van with windows on the sides of it, right? And so they're pulling up and we're like, okay, now's the perfect time because I could say, hey, I'm Roz. I'm here in Santa Barbara, California. Derek just and his bandmates just got to the to yeah. the venue, everything else, the right? Guy. The guy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm standing there. And keep in mind, where this was, right, there's no sidewalks, right? So I'm in like a, like I'm, I'm borderline standing in a ditch, yeah. okay? Like there's no... There's no sidewalks. It's just like forest green mansions hidden behind. Like this is where Harry and Meghan live, right? Uh And so I'm standing there. And as I'm standing there doing this, whoever's driving the bus, okay, goes a little bit too close to where I'm standing, Uh right? To where I'm like, I don't know. I don't think he's going to hit me, but like that's a little too close. So I wind up taking a couple of steps where I'm now in a ditch. And as they (laughs) go by me, again, they knew we were going to be there. Uh And as they go by me, all you see in the windows from inside the van is Uh the entire band just giving me the finger. (laughs) (laughs) You know who's driving that bus? Mrs. Wibbly. Yes. How dare you call my son the little guy? The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, the weekend says that his next album may be his quote last hurrah, but only as huh? the weekend. So I think that he's retiring the name The Weekend and he's gonna go back to being Abel. What's his last name? How do you say it? Tesfe? Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, explain the whole thing again. So he's again? okay. So he says he says this. I'm going through a cathartic path right now. I want to kill the weekend, and I will eventually, as the weekend, I've said everything I can say. Yeah. I think it's in promotion for that new show, The Idol, right? He's yeah. getting into this whole like zone yeah. type thing. But like yeah. the, the method but, acting? But like I just I never thought that the weekend was like a character. I just thought that it was like a stage name. Like Lady Gaga. Yeah. Right. Or is he like, saying that it's uh it's a ball, I, I it, guess. But it's, it started. I don't understand. Also, Maury, Lady Gaga is a terrible. Is one out of all the examples that we could have pulled. Lady Gaga has to be the worst because she is the. Uh, listen, I'm Lady Gaga, but I'm also Stephanie. You know, she's I'm from two, New York. I'm two different people. <laughs> she's not. I'm too. I'm too. <laughs> but yes, I guess it is very much like Lady Gaga, where they're like, you know, he's he's you know, able in the streets and the weekend in the sheets. Did you guys know that Lady Gaga, I, she, I'm so surprised she's never mentioned this before. No, what? But did you guys, I only learned this. 
recently, I guess, right? Like a couple of hours ago. Yeah. That Lady Gaga is Italian? Yeah. Did you guys know this? No, what? Lady no Gaga idea. has been in our no, lives no. for how long now? I thought now? she was alien. I had no Since idea. When? Lady no. Gaga, and she's never talked about it before. Same girl from New York. I'm just a, a, a Italian girl from New York. Italian. Good, good Brooklyn Italian girl. <laughs> I'm an Italian. So I'm Italian. But I'm Italian. Italian. I'm Italian, so. As a strong Italian female. Mamma mia, she's Italian. <laughs> had no idea. <laughs> she was from Keswick all this time. Same. Same. She's not a West Coast girl? No, sir. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, 82% of people say that they've snooped through their through someone's phone before. Uh, women were even more likely to say they've done it. 88% of women say that they've snooped through somebody's phone compared to 77% of men. Uh, general curiosity and, quote, suspicion of wrongdoing were the top two reasons people say that they snoop. And a lot of those searches are fruitful. 53% of snoopers say that they found something incriminating before. Uh, the- Yo, why are you sweating, Maury? <laughs> but I just don't know how people are snooping when there's like you need your thumbprint, your face identification. So the uh, the the top people that were snooped on, of course, the significant other and exes. Nine percent of people said that they looked through their kids' phones. Uh, 8% of people said that they went through a friend's phone. Oh. 7% of people said that they went through their parents' phone. Oh. Damn. Um, and 3% of people said that they've gone through a co-worker's phone. Well, Mocha's gone through mine a million times. Yeah, but you handed it over to him, though. Yeah, not exactly I could snooping. never imagine Matthew That's looking through snooping. my phone. Why? Um, what would he find? No, it's not about that. It's just well, like... Then no, no, what is it about? It's about, like, you know... Some things are just left unsaid. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. There, there was, uh, there was a time a couple of weeks ago when you were going through Maury's phone. I think we were looking for like Uber receipts or mm-hmm. something like that, and you wanted to check somewhere else, like his DMs or his mm-hmm. text messages. And Maury had like this fright on his face, and we were all saying, "Oh my God! Like who are you flirting with? Who are you flirting with?" And as soon as, as soon as we finished talking about that, my phone started to blow up, and they were like, "No, guys, he's not flirting. Maury's talking crap." about one of you on that phone oh actually no fair not no no it's flirting Uh uh-huh uh-huh okay bring your phone over yeah no (laughs) (laughs) if it's just flirting then who cares no because that's even worse no if it's just no if it's just no if it's just if it's just flirting then who cares no who cares my phone it's down my pants yeah oh my god oh both of them oh first of all is there anything more sketchy than when somebody says hey let me see your phone and then the guy takes two phones and puts them down his pants Oh my Two God. phones. You guys want to know how serious I am about this? Yeah. No, you're not. You're no, it's, what, way, what down. You, it's oh no. way down. It's way down. Oh no, Mocha's gonna go get oh them. God. No, it's no, way no. Down. You can't do that. We're at work. 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 He's not doing my pants. You can't do that. Oh my God, this is so not right. We're at work. You can't do that. Oh my God. Oh my God, he's in there. He's in there. Are you wearing drawers today? <laughs> oh. Are you wearing drawers today? Yeah. Can, can I, I just go home? <laughs> can, I, can I tell you guys? Did you, did, was there anything else down there besides those two phones? Nothing. Nothing. Not even a no, no, Can I tell you? Well, can I tell no. you? Yeah. Like, that section of Maury's body, yeah. it is so warm. <laughs> like, you can put your hand just like, not even touching his clothes and you can feel the heat the radiating. Heat. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Put your bueno away, Maury. <laughs> he ain't talking about the chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, the top <sighs> things they say that they look for when they're snooping is uh, through a person's text messages, their photos and videos, and their browser history. Uh, when they do snoop, they usually get away with it, with 81% of snoopers saying they have never been caught. 81%. Nothing like oh, wow. the single applause. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Mark was so surprised when nobody joined. <laughs> Come on, Sean. Nah, you, you, you by yourself there, bueno. <laughs> what a sketchy, sketchy dude you are. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Artificial intelligence could replace 80% of human jobs in the coming years. But they say that may be a good thing. Mathematician, cognitive scientist, and famed robot creator Ben Gortzel says, quote, artificial general intelligence. Uh, He says that uh, if we want machines to really be as smart as people and to be as agile in dealing with the unknown, then they need to be able to take big leaps beyond their training and programming. And we're not there yet. But I think there's reason to believe that we are years rather than decades from getting there. They asked him, isn't there potential to replace jobs a threat? He says this. You could probably obsolete maybe 80% of jobs that people do without having an AGI, by my guess. But with it, with chat GPT exactly as a product, but with systems that it, it are that in nature, which are going to flow within the next couple of years, I don't think it's a threat. I think it's a benefit. People can find better things to do with their life than work for a living. You need money. Like what? What? Like what? I gotta work to make money to live a life, right? He's like, listen, if you Is get AI replaced, pay me? if you get replaced by AI, it's not a, it's not a bad thing. You could just find something else to do with your life. Like what? Like what? Yeah, be a slave to AI. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? Idiots. Uh, Steve Wozniak, uh, the co-founder of Apple, is a bit skeptical on the whole 80 percent replacing because he says that uh, regardless of what happens, A.I., lacks emotion. So that's where he thinks that the humans uh, sort of can stand their ground when it comes to being replaced. <laughs> but people who work with paper, if anybody... Unless we if, talk about you. I know, thank you. <laughs> so, Don't worry more. As soon as I find an, a chat bot that can book a guest and wheeze on command... Oh. <laughs> oh, <damn>. yeah. Hired. <laughs> I, just, uh, I, I just went to chat GPT yeah. real quick yeah. to ask AI if AI would replace us. Okay, and what right. did it say? No. Oh. AI will not replace humans entirely. Mm-hmm. It can make certain tasks more efficient as it can perform some tasks better than humans, but it cannot replace the need for human interaction, creativity, and judgment. No, of course not. Can you ask it if it can wheeze? <laughs> if it can, you're in trouble, Maury. Oh, please say no, please and say no. Wozniak, a- by the way, joined more than 1,000 people, including Elon Musk, in signing an open letter that called for a six-month halt on developing uh, the AI systems. Uh, the letter was prompted by the release of GPT-1, which is a more powerful and advanced version of chat gpt can ai wheeze okay yeah <laughs> yes ai no. can wheeze no it did not <laughs> say that come here come here look at my computer look look, look, look look at my computer what's this line say can ai wheeze what's this line say right here oh my god yeah yeah ah, here, boy. here's ai wheezing <laughs> 
There you go. <laughs> You're the best. Welcome to the team. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we got a new, I got a new member of the Roger yeah, Welcome show. Welcome to the team. We didn't I'm... say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Great addition. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. After years of speculation um, as to whether Tim Burton's beloved 1988 uh, comedy Beetlejuice will get a sequel, they have now announced a release date. Beetlejuice 2 will hit big screen September 6th, 2024. Don't you say it one more time. Michael Keaton will reprise his role as Beetlejuice. Oh! Winona Ryder will also return as Lydia. In addition, Jenna Ortega will join the cast as Lydia's daughter. Also, Justin Theroux is going to be in there somewhere in a yet-to-be-announced role. No word yet on whether Alec Baldwin, Gina Davis, or Catherine O'Hara will be reprising their roles. Lydia Deets? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, that's amazing. Good for Jenna Ortega. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. The uh, World Video Game Hall of Fame announced their four inductees for 2023. I'm going to go... Lame? Super lame? Kind of. Okay, so um, Wii Sports. I love Wii Sports. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, man. I used to kill it at Wii Bowling. And then I tried to take my skills to a real bowling alley. Doesn't transfer. Oh, bro. Failed so hard. Uh, Wii Sports is in there. The Last of Us is in there, which is which was a 2013 game, so it's not even that old. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barbie Fashion Designer from 96 is in there. Mm-hmm. And a game called uh, Computer Space from 1971 <laughs> is, is in there. So uh, that is your video game class of 2023. Computer Space, Barbie Fashion Designer, The Last of Us, and Wii Sports. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. A uh, Utah woman who wrote a children's book about coping with grief after the death of her husband has now been charged with his murder. Authorities believe that uh, Corey Richens uh, killed her husband by, uh, she said that she, when it all went down, she called the 911 because she said that her husband was cold to the touch. Mm -hmm. And then when they asked her what happened, she was like, I don't know, we got home and I made him like a vodka like you normally do. And then. He just died, and then they did the autopsy and found out that he had, like, a lethal dose of fentanyl in his system. Oh, my God. And uh, and then I guess the person who sold her the fentanyl uh, rolled over, and now she's charged with murder. But she wrote, like, she killed her husband and then wrote a children's book on how to cope with grief, and she was promoting the book, like, weeks ago. So my husband passed away unexpectedly last year. He was 39. It completely took us all by shock. Um, And we have three little boys, my kids, and I kind of wrote this book on the different emotions and grieving processes that we've experienced last year. According to uh, court documents, between December 2021 and February 2022, she texted a person who had previously been arrested on drug charges asking for prescription pain medication for an investor with a back injury. She received hydrocodone pills, the court document states, before requesting something stronger, quote, some of that Michael Jackson stuff. Oh, my God. Asking specifically for fentanyl. 
So that's a wild story, man. Oh, jeez. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Forbes believes Beyonce, who kicks off her uh, first world tour since 2016 in Stockholm tonight, will make $2.4 billion from ticket sales alone by the end of September. I believe it. (laughs) This is under the assumption that Beyonce will also bank a considerable share of the merchandising as well, which we all know that she will. Uh, If she does make more than $2 billion, she will have outsold the Taylor Swift concert by a wide Whopping $600 million when it's all Wasn't she just complaining to the government about $2 million? Like she was literally just complaining about owing $2 million in taxes. Beyonce. Beyonce? Was she? Beyonce was complaining about owing taxes? Really? Yeah, and I'm $2 million. That's a lot of money in taxes. I know, but you're about to make billions. Yeah, yeah. So what? It's still $2 million. I'd complain. You know what you got to pay in taxes on 2.4 bill more? A lot. A lot. Like a billion. Really? Yeah. Like, oh. you pay a lot of money. Like, you're... Well, you think she gets to keep all of it? And the government won't find out? <laughs> I don't know how that works. Like, it's, it's like be- she's, it's, she's working, man. It's Beyonce. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Lionel Richie insists that you will never catch him going under the knife in an attempt to preserve his looks. He revealed uh, why he won't go down the same cosmetic surgery route as a lot of his Hollywood peers, explaining that uh, he would hate not being able to return to his natural appearance after getting cosmetic surgery. He Hmm. says uh, plastic surgery makes you... Uh, locks you in for that year while you recover and after that you can't go naturally you're staying right there you try to go back and reset and you can't he said that ish goes wrong lionel said that he prefers to focus on a much more natural approach to anti-aging you want to know his four things oh uh exercise uh get sleep Eat healthy, mm. and uh, what would be the fourth thing? Water, sleep, sweat, and sex. I knew oh. sex was going to be. <laughs> 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 yeah. All night long. All, all night. night. Yeah. All night. He said it's uh, <laughs> sex is good for the heart. Hey. Is what he uh, is what he said. So uh, you won't see Lionel because I know because a lot of people were like. I mean, he's on American Idol, and a lot of people watch that, but the world watched the coronation, and they were like, yo, is he just, like, looking this young, or has he done something? And so people were just asking him, like, straight out, like, what have you yeah. done? <laughs> and Lionel's like, nothing, right? Except for. Yeah, I think he's got a young wife, too. Of course he has a young wife. Um, is there anything else? Hold on. There was something. Give me one second. <laughs> what are you laughing at in there? All night long. Right? It's a good philosophy. Like, Lionel's got it right. You know? Hello. <laughs> okay, what's... Okay, so here, before before we before we leave. So, all night long, hello, dancing or dancing on the, on the ceiling. ceiling. Which, which, which one is your Lionel song? Oh, all night long. Oh, hello. For hello? Sure. I'm going dancing on the ceiling. Yeah. Oh, day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm going dancing. So, you're... So Can you put in Brick House? No, that's not one of the. I don't think that's that's one of the top three for me anyway. I don't know. To, to me, to me, the top three that you identify with as far as like if you were like that's my Lionel. I Those are honestly the only Lionel Richie songs I have. I, I think it's, <laughs> so. Yes, they are top three. I, I say you say me. Yeah, say you say me. That's a big one too. His first line of "Hello, I've been alone with you inside my mind." God damn. Right. Got me all excited. Yeah. And and he wrote a bunch of stuff too. Okay, here we go. Shush. Yeah. 
Tell me to shush. It's my show. I know, but Lionel is singing. Shush. Now you're okay. You're gonna start it again. No, but here we go. Nighttime. Don't sing. More shush. You shushed me. Uh, Correction. Our show. You know what? (laughs) He wasn't telling you to shush. If he was telling both of us to shush, I I just want to hear the song. I'm not getting mad. Can we hear the song? That's really mad. Hey, stop shushing me on our show. I just want to hear the song. Shut up, then, and listen. I still can't hear I it. Stop, Maury, just stop. Yeah, just stop, man. God. Here we go. Okay, that's a good one. Now, can you play a little bit of dancing on the ceiling for me? A little bit, Do like a taste. Oh, Mocha, please. You know. Dancing you, on the ceiling. You know, you know, no. you know, you know. Hold on, let's see. Do I know dancing on the ceiling? Yes, you do. Yes, one you more do. Hey. Come on. Oh man, these long ass <laughs> intros in the music videos. <laughs> oh my God, you six. So I know. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I don't know if I really know the song, guys. I know the title. Go to the chorus. You'll know the chorus. Oh, what a feeling when you're dancing on the ceiling. Come on. Here we go. Here we go. No. You don't know this track? How do you not know this? He wrote. I'm going through the songs that Lionel Richie just, like, wrote for other people. So he wrote "Easy" by the uh, for the Commodores. Uh-huh. Yeah. He wrote um, "Lady," the famous Kenny Rogers track, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. What else did he write? He wrote a lot of stuff for the Commodores. Did he write "Brick House"? Man, yeah, he wrote "Brick House." Mocha, you know that one. Yeah. Uh, Mocha, pay for Google. God, Jesus, man. <laughs> I don't know how. Like. Hold on, it's guys. So oh, here we go. Uh, here we go. Here we go. I've kissed your lips a thousand times. It's been a long time since I've been on a date. <laughs> <laughs> the video. I've never heard that. Oh, wait. Is this the blind girl? Is it, This is the creepy video, right? Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where she's she's blind. And he starts creeping her. And then she makes the her really horrific clay sculpture of Lionel Richie's face. <laughs> oh, really? song? Come on, man. Do you, what? Have you not seen, do you not remember this video? I've this never seen the video. Bro, the at the, video. At the, she's blind and she feels his face, yeah. right? And then she goes in art class and makes like a mold of his face. But it's awful. Like, it's so terrible. She tried. Come on. Bro, what do you expect? She's blind. <laughs> I know, but it's still awful, though. Right? Oh, let me guess at this point. And I think, that that's what, I think that that's when they freak. Right? Wait. Yeah. Yo, that's like a movie. Yeah, I know, bro. Okay, it is. So he walks in. Yeah. Change my mind now. Yeah. Where's the, the song class? It's, it's the end of the video. Oh, Listen. But I finally think it's done. Okay, so she's Come walking up to the clay. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Look how this hideous. Oh, it's <laughs> you lying. <laughs> Why are you lying, Lionel? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen this. Yo, lying, lying Richie. <laughs> <laughs>
The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, according to a new survey, 35% of people who uh, have computers say that they cover up their webcams when they're um, using them. Yep. Are, are you one of those? I have a, a cover for mine. You yeah. do? Yeah. But are you really at risk is the is the question. According to one security expert, uh, it's not likely, but it is, I guess, possible if you download, download malware. Uh, it might have code that lets someone take over your camera. So like always, they say, be careful. Beyond that, they say, your biggest risk is probably yourself not hackers who are going to broadcast embarrassing video of you they say that most times that happens it's when simply somebody forgets to either log off a zoom call Mm. or turn their camera off and the meeting ends and maybe there's people on there that just didn't turn their camera on you think you're alone you think the call ended but you're still on it and then stuff happens how many times throughout the course of covid when everyone was working from home we hear stories or, or see videos of people who forgot to shut off their camera during a Zoom meeting, and like, yeah, Jeffrey yeah. Tubin from CNN, he got suspended over that. He was <laughs> yes. on a he was on a Zoom call, and mm. the problem is, right, is that people would go on these Zoom calls, and they would just be so bored because they they have to be on the Zoom call, but maybe they're not participating on the Zoom call, mm. right? And so your Zoom window is still open, but then you start going online. Right? Sure. Yeah. And so you can't see the Zoom window and you're just sort of like... You can't see them seeing you. No, you're just like surfing around and then everybody says goodbye and you're like, okay, yeah, see ya. But that window's still open. Yeah. And then Jeffrey Tubin was That's the best Tubin. way to get around that, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Close the screen. Like, make sure you cover your camera. Yeah. I have like a professional camera cover. <laughs> what does that wow. mean? Like don't can, even explain. Like, like I a don't sticker? Know. No, yeah. no, it's a thing. It's, you slide it over like a piece of plastic that oh, slides over. God, you were so worried about getting caught at everything. Yeah. At everything. Pay that premium price. Jeez, <laughs> Instead of just man. using like a Post-it. Post-its can fall so off. So crazy. <laughs> uh, I've experimented. I know. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, books by Roald Dahl and uh, other authors have been edited to remove language that might be considered offensive by today's standards and Tom Hanks is not happy about that. He just released his first novel called Another Major Motion Picture Masterpiece. Uh, the reviews have been mixed. Uh, Tom says, quote, I'm of the opinion that we're all grown-ups here. Let's have faith in our own sensibilities as opposed to having someone decide what we may or may not be offended by. Let me decide what I'm offended by and what I'm not offended by. I would be against reading any book from any era that says abridged due to modern sensitivities. So if you're wondering what some of the changes are in uh, Roald Dahl books, he wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, by the way, um, James and the Giant Peach, Matilda, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, So... In Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the character Augustus Gloop is no longer called fat. Instead, he's described as enormous. How's okay. that? I guess, I guess because enormous could just mean a large person as I'd opposed, to a, fat. As Sorry, opposed to a fat <laughs> person. Mocha. Enormous is wrong. Um, the Oompa Loompas, which originally were described as being small men, are now called small people. Uh, the changes of these books include language not even originally in the Roald Dahl books. In uh, The Witches, he writes that witches are bald beneath their wigs. And according to one report from The Telegram, a line was added into new editions that says there are plenty of other reasons why women might wear wigs. And there's certainly nothing wrong with that. 
renowned author Salman Rushdie stepped in as well as Tom Hanks calling these changes censorship, saying Roald Dahl was no angel, but this is absurd censorship. Puffin Books and the Dahl estate should be ashamed. Roald Dahl died in 1990 at the age of 74. Uh, He was a controversial figure uh, in uh, 2020. The Roald Dahl company uh, did apologize for his history of (laughs) anti-Semitism. Oh, wow. so, uh, like, so yeah. there's that. Yeah, yeah, that, you should yeah. started with that. Yeah, you know, like uh-huh. maybe lead with that part. I don't mind being called enormous then. Bury the lead. Yeah, exactly. Who you calling fat now? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Pete Davidson secretly voiced a character in Guardians of the Galaxy three. What? Yeah. So, because okay. you, you remember Pete Davidson was in um, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, right? And he gets greased right at the very beginning. Spoiler alert. You didn't see it? Didn't watch that one. Oh, no. it's good. It's it? good. It's really good. Okay. Yeah. James Gunn's Suicide Squad is really, really good um, because he was asked uh, if he had some sort of appearance in it. And because I guess James Gunn does voice uh, a character called Lamb Shank. Okay. Um, but uh, then he revealed that Pete Davidson, I, don't, I haven't seen the movie yet, um, voiced a, uh, a character name Flectic P-H-L-E-K-T-I-K Flectic okay. Alright You saw the movie Maury Do you, Did you know I don't remember this character. You don't remember Flectic I don't How could you not remember Flectic There were a lot of other characters You know characters. what I'm going to stop saying that Because it's going to slip up Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? that's, that's a danger word right there <laughs> Let's go back to Lamb Shank You know what I mean I'm, all, I'm a little bit sick My voice isn't working properly today <laughs> That's the kind of thing I went up in Roll Doll territory You know <laughs> You guys having to apologize on my behalf I ain't saying nothing you, No come on now <laughs> if something slipped out, you wouldn't say sorry for me. <laughs> That's what she said. Shut up. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky have reportedly named the baby because the baby, uh, we know Rihanna's pregnant now, but the baby boy up to this point has not had a name out there publicly yet. Mm-hmm. ASAP baby. No. Oh. oh my God, that'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> ASAP toddler. Right? Yeah. Is it like Fenty or something? And then ASAP tween. (laughs) And then ASAP the man. (laughs) Right? Uh, No, the uh, the name is uh, Riza Athelston Myers. Riza like Wu-Tang Clan? Riza like Wu-Tang Clan. R-Z-A. Riza like Wu-Tang Clan. All right, cool. I'm down. Yeah, all caps too. All caps. She has to be. Yeah. That's amazing. I love it. You like that, Shem? You you approve or no? That's weird. Yeah. But I mean, I'm named Shem, so who? Well, I mean, at least that's a, that, that yeah. is a vowel. <laughs> <laughs> so do they spell right? R Z A? Yeah, R Z A. All right. caps. Okay. Yeah, that's I'm apparently the, like that's apparently the baby's name. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Beyonce kicked off her Renaissance Woo! tour last night in Stockholm. Yes. Yes. Slay Queen. Uh, 44 songs. We will get to the set list in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Beyonce's father, Matthew Knowles, tweeted, uh, I'm just looking at a video from Beyonce's first show in Stockholm. Amazing, just amazing. I remember when Beyonce was a little girl and all she wanted to be was an entertainer. She has worked so very hard to be the best entertainer in the world, and I'm so immensely proud. So that's Beyonce's dad. Wow. Uh, Damn it, Maury. Oh, here we go. What's this here? Oh, yeah. The, world, the show looked fantastic on social. 
Like she had the whole place just bumping. Crazy. Oh, Hold on. Let me, let me so do good. one more. One more. Yeah. Oh, oh. Crowd is really into it. Like so into it. Wait for it. Yes. Even the TikTok voice is there. <laughs> yeah. Wait for it. She had a great time. Yeah. Uh, Damon Mori uh, caught up with uh, with a fan who was at the show from where were they from? Mori from Stock? Manchester. From Manchester. There. there we go. Z babes. Okay, you were there, like front row. Oh. What <laughs> was the show like? <laughs> okay, so I was in Club Renaissance. Beyonce, uh, I don't actually have the words. I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure somewhere in maybe ancient languages, the words exist to describe what tonight was like. But for now, I don't have the capacity. I don't have the capacity to explain how amazing, how incredible the show was, how magical Beyonce actually is in herself as a concept. Beyonce as a concept spectacular she does leg work which is a nigerian dance and i'm nigerian <laughs> and i'm looking at this woman and i'm like i can't believe what i'm seeing right now this is a dance that pokoli and cocaina are doing and nife are doing on tiktok and on uh, all over the place i'm making songs and making videos with Beyonce. <laughs> yeah anyway she did really well <laughs> it's, it's so After it's so crazy, and, I, and I'm going through the set list, and I know I've said this before, which is I, I I don't think that there is any doubt that Beyonce is one of the most legendary, large, super famous entertainers of all time. But you know, I don't know if I could name you five Beyonce songs. What? What? No, 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 and like not including Destiny Child. Yeah. What? I don't think I could name you five Beyonce songs. What was like the the first one I played from her set list when we were that was the Who Run the World Girls? Yeah, yeah. there was that. I know okay. that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was the other one that I played? No idea. I mean, it was hard to hear because it was like, but well, I just we like played it, the song like enough times on the radio. You gonna I know. make my soul? That one. Sure, I wouldn't be able to like off the top of my head without hearing it. What about single, crazy in love. Single ladies, single I know. Ladies. Crazy in love. Formation. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to get formation. Get formation. I wouldn't have been able to get formation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't know why. I don't know why they just maybe it's the titles. I don't know. But here, let me plow through some of this playlist. You guys tell me if there's anything that was left off or any surprises or anything like that. Okay. because, again, this is a monster playlist, 44 songs. And in there are a bunch of medleys where she did like five songs in one song. So uh, dangerously in love. Yes. Mm -hmm. Flaws and all. Yes. One plus one, which was a med, which was mixed in with I'd rather go blind, which is mixed in with I'm going down. Wow. Great. Um, I care. Yeah. Energy. Uh-huh. I'm that girl. Uh-huh. Cozy. Oof. Oh, yeah. Alien superstar mixed with sweet dreams. Yeah. Lift oh, off. Nice. Yeah. 7-Eleven. Uh-huh. And then Cuff It mixed in with Woo! Cuff It. Cuff It, the, Cuff it the, is good. The Wetter remix. True. Yeah. Energy. Energy, yeah. Uh, Break My Soul, which was mixed in with Break My Soul Queens Mix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no Angel, which was mixed in with Pretty Hurts. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a beautiful song. Uh, Formation. Oh, yeah. Diva. Mm-hmm. Run the World. Mm-hmm. My Power. Mm-hmm. Black Parade mixed in with All Right. Oh, I love mm-hmm. that Black Parade song. Uh, Savage, which was the Megan Stallion remix. <sighs> yeah. Partition. Uh-huh. Yance and Family Feud mixed Ooh. together. Mm-hmm. Church Girl. Get Me Bodied. Um... Uh, before I go, mixed in with um, uh, Freakum Dress, mm-hmm. 
Rather die young. That's what you're wearing for your wedding, right? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> uh, love on top mixed in with I Want You Back. Yes. The Jackson 5 cover. Uh, Crazy in Love. Green Light. Uh, Plastic Off the Sofa. Virgo's Ooh. Groove. Naughty Girl. Move. Yeah. Heated. Bro. Listen to this medley. All right, kitty cat, flawless, find your way back, heard about us, end of time. Yo, that's why she's All mixed them together. Uh, then she did Thick, mixed with Britney's Toxic. She does Britney's Toxic? Um, All Up In Your Mind, Drunken Love, Ghost, America Has a Problem, Pure, Honey, uh, and then Blow, and then she did Pure and Runaway, and then she ended everything off with Summer Renaissance. So no yeah. single ladies? Uh, no single ladies. And no telephone. Also irreplaceable. Yeah. Unless she's uh, going to do the Taylor Swift thing, and in every city mm. she changes up the set list just a well, little she, bit. Well, well, yeah. Adds or takes takes away songs, right? I mean, you, you really, like, what can you do to a set list that's like 44 like, songs? How do you not do single I mean, and, re- and realistically, it's probably like 55 because she does like little snippets of a bunch of different songs. But yeah. that Jesse's is... these child tracks as well. Bro, I don't know if I've ever seen a set list that has 44 tracks on it. That's that makes crazy. me excited. I want to go to this Beyonce that's show crazy. now. That's crazy. That's why she's a queen. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. So there is an unnamed book by Macmillan um, and Flatiron Publishing, currently only known as 4C Untitled Flatiron Nonfiction Summer 2023. What the hell? Okay, Okay. it's going to be published on July 9th with the mystery author to be revealed earlier that month. And this book right now, Nobody even knows the title. Nobody even knows anything about the book. Hmm. The book is number one on uh, Amazon's uh, photography and video, number 58 in all books. It was previously as high as number two in all books, and it is currently number one on pre-sales at Barnes & Noble in the States. So we don't know the author. We don't know the title. We don't even know the subject matter. The reason, the reason the book is shooting off the pay off the 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 charts uh-huh. in pre-sales is because of Taylor Swift fans. There was a document that surfaced on social media supposedly from the publisher releasing sorry revealing that they are releasing a quote major non-fiction book this summer with the title and author to be announced on June 13th. What's June 13th? Taylor is a 13. She releases and announces everything on the 13th. So a lot of people jump to the conclusion that Taylor Swift was somehow involved in this book because her favorite number is 13. Digging a little deeper. Oh, here we go. Looking at the book's hefty page count. The book is listed at having 544 pages. Mm -hmm. Five plus four plus four equals. Maureen, go ahead. You look confused. 13. 13. You guessed, didn't you? I totally guessed because she loves her too. (laughs) Fans also noticed that the book's release date is July 9th, which was a date mentioned in Taylor's 2010 song, Last Kiss. Oh, my God, yo. Yeah, you're doing some digging. I love it. Within that memo, the publisher described the book as, this is not a political book. It's fun. It's a fun celebratory title and will skew slightly younger, but is for people of all ages. This has global appeal and will have massive publicity. I would compare this to Matthew Perry's memoir and a little bit Spare by Prince Harry. So there's a memoir. So they don't know. They didn't say they didn't say memoir. They just said that's what they would compare it to. So those are two books that printed out of the gate at like a million copies. 
right? Hmm. So who else could it be? So everybody thinks it's Taylor Swift. So if this book is not Taylor Swift's book, whoever the author is of this book is going to have an instant number one. Why hasn't Simply, the book company come out to say something? Because why would you? Yeah, build, build again. intrigue. Right? Yeah. Why, why would you? When Taylor Swift fans are going to put your book number one, even Who's if it is not. publishing it? Flatiron. Flat, okay. I'm going to go on my Audible account. Are you buying it? <laughs> I'm, I'm very interested now. And bonus if it's, if it's, Taylor. If it's Taylor Swift, because I like yeah, Taylor Swift. Yeah. So the book is number one right now in pre-orders on Barnes & Noble, and nobody has any idea what the book is called or who wrote it. They just think Taylor Swift is involved. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> can you, once it comes, can you cancel a pre-order if you find out it's not her? Uh, yeah, I believe you can, yes. Yes, I believe you can. Oh, that sucks for that author. Though. Oh my god, and I feel Worst bad because if it's not them, that that person's going to get killed, yeah. right? Yeah, I wasted all this. Could you like the reviews? They will get review bombed into the earth. It's not mm. fair if it's not Taylor Swift. You know what? Maybe I'll wait for that Audible purchase. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to be the guy that gives money and then asks for it back. You know, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Pete Davidson's girlfriend Chase Sue Wonders is uh, in the new Apple TV Plus show called City on Fire, and just recently, um, Pete Davidson called her the best actress. Listen, to this. she's the best. She's the best actress, and I had a blast. So, because uh, they work together. So uh, he said that she's the best actress and he had a blast. So Damon Mori caught up with Pete Davidson's girlfriend, Chase Sue Wonders, to get her thoughts on being labeled the best actress. First of all, I'm one degree away from my celebrity crush, Pete Davidson. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, he's mine too. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I know. Okay, your boyfriend, Pete Davidson, says you're the best actress. Is that a hard title to live up to? And do you think that he's the best actor? I do think he's the best actor. I do. But it's enormous pressure. I mean, I love acting with him. It's, it's my favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't live up to that title. Sorry. Sorry, Pete. That's, that's <laughs> a nice a tip- compliment. It's very nice. It's I mean, very nice. If he's got to live up to BDE, you can live up to best actress. Amen <laughs> to that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, yep. Shem, you were rolling your eyes when he, when she said that he was the best actor. Pete Davidson? <laughs> Come on, fam. <laughs> like, look, I got all the respect for Pete yeah. for a lot of different reasons. You yes. know what I'm saying, yeah. okay? Yeah. He's got, you know, he's yeah, done yeah, well yeah. for himself. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. the best actor? <laughs> he was probably sitting, like, off to the side, so she felt pressured to say something. Sure. You know which oh. movie? I liked him in, uh, what was it, The King of Staten Island? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, he was yeah. really good in that movie. Yeah, I haven't seen his new show. Have you Bupkis. seen it? Bupkis? It's a good show. No. Is it? I haven't yeah. seen it yet. But he plays Joe sort of Pesci's like, in that. With he him. plays a version of himself, right? Yeah, like he's, right. Is uh, he's Pete, he's Pete in the in the show? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Man, CNN's in a tough spot here. So, by CNN was trending, and it wasn't just like hardcore. Uh, Trump fans. It was a lot of like left-leaning liberal media types because CNN is realizing right now that there's an opportunity with Tucker Carlson gone from Fox. That yeah. they have an opportunity to sort of slide up, do something, something strategic and everything else. Their big idea was to do a town hall with Donald Trump last night. Now, it ran 70 minutes. A lot of people thought that this was supposed to be an hour that ran late. It wasn't. It was supposed to be 90 minutes. Oh, really? That they cut short because oh. 
Trump is just Trump, and he's going to go out there and he's going to tell his version of things. And the, and the place was full of Trump fans. Like, it looked like a Trump rally on CNN. It was the weirdest thing. And he just went out there and just did Trump stuff. And we haven't seen Trump in a very long time because he hangs out on, like, Truth Social and all that stuff. And nobody will put him on TV. And I'm telling you, that 70 minutes last night, if this doesn't get that man elected, like, it's CNN, CNN is, like... They are, and they are a hundred percent at fault. This was 70 minutes of them just letting Trump be Trump. And Caitlin Collins, who is the moderator, she did try her best to sort of fact check him. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that with Trump, the facts don't matter, mm-hmm. right? Like you're not going to catch him in something. He just calls everything fake news anyway. You, you're, just, you're just not going to catch him. Like you're, I, you could sit there and plan this for two weeks mm-hmm. and say, okay, I'm going to have an earpiece and I'm going to be well-researched and everything else. It doesn't matter to him. So this is one quick exchange talking about how when Trump left the White House, he took those classified documents with him, right? Listen mm-hmm. to this. And uh, just so you know. It's not that you can negotiate to just take so the you, documents with you. Can I tell you? In 50 bucks. But that's the question that investigators have, I think, is why you held on to those documents when you knew the federal government was seeking them and then had given you a subpoena to return them. Are you them. ready? Are you ready? Can I talk? Yeah, what's you the mind? answer? Can I, do you mind? I would like for you to answer the question. Okay, it's very simple to answer. That's why I asked it. Oh. It's very simple to You're a nasty person, I'll tell you. <laughs> the applause. Listen wow, to the applause. I was just going to say the cheers and, and applause. And, and huh? after it was over, she left, The uh, Caitlin Collins left, and Trump mm-hmm. just stood on stage talking to fans. What? Yeah. yeah they let just, him do that? Yeah. No, like, no, it wasn't on TV. He just stood there, just no, talking to like, fans. Yeah, they let him. They didn't CNN rush him property. off. Like, yeah. They didn't say, like, okay, no, we got to go. We gotta, no, no, you know, nothing. We got to pack up the chairs. Wow. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Survivor and Amazing Race are both going to be 90-minute episodes this fall, as opposed to one hour, because they are banking on the writer strike continuing. Yeah. So you get more reality when you have no writers. So I have a question about the writer strike. Yes. Because um, I haven't, I haven't looked for this information, but are productions in Canada? Like, do are Canadian writers kind of like standing in solidarity with their U.S. counterparts? Um, That's a great question. I don't. Know. Or are they just continuing business as usual because business still has to happen? Do, in, we, in the do we even have a writers' union in this country? We we do. Yeah, there, there is. Productions are. Uh, I know the productions are continuing. Canadian productions, but not American. No, productions the American that ones that are here. filming here yeah. aren't. Yeah. But Canadian productions take like, I didn't know like a solidarity thing. See if you can check on that, Mario, before we hit the end of the news. That's an interesting question. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, the Freaky Friday sequel is apparently happening with Jamie Lee Curtis yes. and Lindsay Lohan, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. A lot of people are happy about that. Um, they should bring, um, uh, God, uh, Jodie Foster in for a role in this because Jodie Foster was in the original 1976 Freaky Friday, mm. right? Because the Lindsay Lohan, Jamie Lee Curtis is a remake of the Jodie Foster 1976 one. They should put Jodie Foster in this movie. She's great. I love Jodie Foster. A Freaky Friday verse? Yes. That's too freaky. Yeah, it's too freaky? That's too, no? too freaky. No? Okay, cool. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so we all know Robert De Niro uh, announced that he had a, uh, he's got a brand new baby and he is 79, but let me go through this De Niro's list. 79, not the baby. Yeah, De Niro's 79. The baby's zero. <laughs> Days. Um, so let me go through this list. Here's a list of other old famous guys who have had kids, mm-hmm. like late in life, 
but they it, a lot of them aren't their first kids. So it's the age differences between the children that they have that is staggering. Okay. Okay. So uh, Jeff Goldblum had his first kid at 62, a second kid at 64. Elton John, first kid at 63, second kid at 66. Alec Baldwin has eight children. He had his last one at 64. The age range from eight months to 27. Wow. Gary Busey has kids ranging from 13 to 51. Rod Stewart has kids in the age range of 12 to 59. Wait, what? 12, 12 to, to 59? 59. 59-year-old <laughs> could be the 12-year-old's grand. Okay. <laughs> Paul McCartney has kids ranging from 19 to 60. Oh, my God. Okay. George Lucas has kids ranging from 9 to 41. And Mick Jagger, who has eight children, uh-huh. he had his last child at 73, yeah. ages from 6 to 52. <laughs> <laughs> Six to fifty-two. Like baby bro has a whole new meaning. That's a fifty. What? 52? Uh, Paul McCartney, uh, nineteen to sixty. Nineteen to sixty. Clint Eastwood, twenty-six to sixty-nine. Oh Clint Eastwood has a seventy-year-old child and a twenty-six-year-old. Oh How old is Clint Eastwood? Old. <laughs> He's old. God. Hold on. Clint Eastwood has a kid. That's like already in retirement. Oh, well into retirement. He's ninety-two. Yeah, yeah. Clint's Clint ninety-two. Eastwood is ninety-two. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. His, again, his oldest is twenty-six. Be the grandparent Sorry, yes. of the youngest. His oldest could be the great grandparent, I guess, if you wanted to do that. Maybe seventy wow. and twenty-six. Yeah, something like that. Isn't that crazy? Steve Martin has only one child. Had that child at sixty-seven. That's crazy. Hmm. Six and fifty-two for Mick Jagger. Um, That's nuts, man. Can I just read uh, one text going back to writer strike? Yeah, that we were talking about because I was wondering whether or not the I have your answer too. Canadian writers are kind of like standing in solidarity with their U.S. counterparts. Somebody said, uh, "I work film here in Toronto. We will continue to shoot production, even American, as long as it has already been written. We continued. Uh, we continue production." Mm-hmm. Go oh, ahead, okay. Dimmore. Uh, so, from the reliable website, Mobile Syrup. Um, they, I've never heard of it, but uh. they say that, uh, they're the, so the Writers Guild of Canada is standing with their American counterparts. Oh. The writers in Canada are forbidden to accept jobs in the U.S. Oh, if yeah, anybody yeah, asks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, to Mocha's point from the text, that uh, productions are shut down unless already written. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. There you go. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.